UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. My intro, right. Okay, here we go. Intro. Fascinating guest with me today. I have with me back again, um, a fan favorite, um, Raynetta Jones. Like everybody loved her last time she was on the show. She's an esoteric researcher. Um, she gets really into like like amazing knowledge and research. What we're gonna be talking about today, we're gonna be talking about ISIS mysteries on ancient Lemuria. And I'm 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 not I don't really know much about that topic. So you know, but we, we, she also has had like ET experiences, experiences with reptilians and all, all kinds of stuff. She knows about activating latent DNA. Um, but uh, more about my guest, Renata Jones, she was born in the Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago. She came to the United States at the age of 14 with her family. She attended Martin Luther King Jr. High School in Manhattan, New York City. And, uh, and, and then she, in her bio, she goes on from there to tell her story of like how she created the, she was the inventor of the iPod and Kindle, but it kind of got like corrupted. Like, and I, I want to ask her about that. So first of all, uh, I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Raynetta, thank you for coming back on. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I love your audience. They're really cool. Thanks. Yeah. What, what I wanted to ask you was, before we get into the topic for today, like, um, I didn't ask you about this last time. You said you invented the iPod and Kindle. What happened yeah. that they, they took your invention ideas? Or what? Or how did that happen? You want to finish my bio before I get into that? Do you want to finish the yeah. bio before I get into that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't yeah. about my bio, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely. I, I didn't know how much you wanted me to read. Um, let me see here. Um. The, the rest of your bios, you would not go to, you would not have your memories of high school lunch break for three years. You graduated at 17 years of age and attended the University of Buffalo. Your tenure of UB was short-lived due to serious neurological anomalies, which later you learned was brain scrambling technologies. While at University of Buffalo, you wanted to pursue a degree in micro and molecular biology. However, this didn't pan out. After Buffalo, you attended Sheffield University in England as a study abroad student. Upon returning to the U.S., she took time off to invent, model, and dance. In 2000, she had a meeting with a friend about two inventions, the iPod and the Kindle, also a novel conceptual hosiery design, all of which were stolen. Later, she learned that she had these connections to Steve Jobs and was invited by him to launch an iTunes Cupertino, California. After that, meeting was followed by a Russian who befriended me. He invited her to go to England a couple of days later after September 11, 2001. 
Okay, okay. Did you want to take it from there? Yeah, sure. Okay, so before I tell you guys, because I know people are going to say, no, you didn't invent the iPod and the Kindle. I want you to go throughout the entire internet. Hold on. Go throughout the entire internet, and I want you to search anywhere across the internet where it said that Apple invented the iPod. You will never find it. In fact, what you will find is you will find a court case where Apple was sued and Apple said in the court case, we stole it. But in the court case, they said they stole it from a British engineer who happened to have invented it in 1979, the year I was born. Okay. Now, the second thing you will never find regarding the iPod and the Kindle, because Apple did not invent the iPod and Amazon did not invent the Kindle. It was stolen. Okay. You will never find anywhere across the internet the inspiration for how they came up with these two revolutionary tech products, which literally spurred the tech revolution. Okay? People, we're on an esoteric channel. And you got to remember that these people have technologies, people have technologies above and beyond our ability to comprehend. And one of the technologies that they have is crystal ball technology. I mean, it's not perfect, but they use this technology in conjunction with DNA to find and to map people's lives, to see what people, what people will be in the future and then circumvent their lives. Okay. So you have Project Looking Glass, you have crystal ball technology, which is technology that allows you to see into the future. But you also have technology from chrononauts. This is Alfred Lambermont Weber, the chrononauts and chronography where they can alter time, all of which, or distort time, all of which are things I experience. So yes, I am the inventor. And I want to tell you the concept It's very simple. Okay, invention, you don't need a degree to invent. Okay, all you need is an imagination and solving a problem. And this is something that people don't understand. They don't understand that it's, it's so simple to invent. You just see a problem and you fix the problem. That's what an invention is. And the invention came about when I went to Sheffield University or University of Sheffield in, U, in the UK. Okay, and at that time when I went to university, by the way, I didn't do well at that university at all. I was being hit left, right, and center. And I didn't know, I honestly didn't know about this technology, about you know directed energy weapons and brain scrambling technology, but that's a side note for now, right? But the two inventions were actually created there. And they were created because I was a college student. And every college student in the last 20 years, not so much the last 10 years, because the last 10 years was heavily digitized, but the last 20 plus years know that number one, college students have college textbooks and those college textbooks are like $400. They're probably more now. Number two, every college student at the time before the Kindle, let's say you had two, three classes, you were literally carrying around a five pound, sometimes depending if it's a medical textbook, it's like a 10 pound textbook. And there's like two or three of them you're carrying around. So if you want to understand how the iPod and the Kindle came about, 
The Kindle came about because of college life. I invented it for college students because I was thinking practically, look, if I lost my book, if I lost two of my college textbooks, you're looking at $800 down the drain, not just the money down the drain, you're actually looking at the actual textbook lost. So you're looking at the textbook lost, you're looking at the money down the drain and college textbooks are not cheap. So that's how it came about. So I started illustrating what the Kindle would look like. You understand? Number yes. two, the iPod. A similar scenario occurred when I was um, when I was in college. Now they had MP they had MP um, MP3s, not MP4. Sorry, MP3s. But the MP3s were battery operated MP3s. They were not electronic plugged into the wall. Okay, so if you had an MP3 in those days, you still needed batteries. So one of the things, one of the designs that came up and how it came about, the iPod, okay, you will never find anywhere, anywhere online where Apple says how the concept, how they develop the concept for the iPod, and you will never find anywhere where Apple says how they develop the concept for the Kindle. You will never find that. Okay, why? Because they didn't invent it. Okay, so the Kindle, sorry, the iPod came about with, because of college life. Again, in those times you had, most people had CD players. Now here was the problem with CD players. CD players, you scratch that CD, your CD's done. I remember that. Yeah. Number two, in order for you to have a CD, you had to go to the retailer. You had, they used to have this sampling section where you would listen to the sample of the CDs. This is before I remember I that right? And you have to stand in the store. And sometimes you have to stand online, waiting online for other people to listen to their samples to determine if they wanted the album or not. Because those were the days where you didn't have a choice. Oh, I'm going to break all of this down to you, okay? So you have to go into the retailers, okay? Stand online, listen to the samples, then determine if you wanted the CD, then stand online and then pay for the CD, okay? Now, here's the problem. The problem is if the CD got scratched, there goes the CD. Number two, batteries then, I know there were rechargeable batteries, but rechargeable batteries were sort of kind of new, but batteries then, and I don't mind if you, you're guessing my age, I'm 43. I don't really care. Me too. So we're the same age. Oh, you're 43 too? Oh my God, you're so young. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Let's say 79. You were born in 1980 then, I guess, right? No, then I'm going to be 44. Well, I'm going to be 44. Oh, you're, you're 79. You're 79. 79. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, wow, I say, oh, my God, you look so young. So, look at this. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, you really do. So, like, okay, so the concept behind the, 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 the um, iPod, I'm sorry, the batteries, the batteries then didn't last, okay? So, I was like, okay, we got to get rid of this battery stuff because people would be literally burning money on these batteries, Okay. Number two, when those CD players dropped, because they were so big, it was like the end of the CD players. The other thing they used to do is they used to really make them hardened so that if they dropped, they wouldn't break. But then they were so huge. So you had three issues with the CD players. One, it was the battery life. You're always spending money on batteries. Two, CDs got scratched. Number three, CDs required CD cases and CD players, which often broke, and CD players, oh my God, does anyone remember those CD player racks? Yes, I remember they, that. They used to take yeah. up a lot of space and they were held to clean, 
I remember. Okay. And then the other thing was that the the actual CD players, they used to make them really big and really hardened, right? And they made them really hardened because people would drop them. And when they dropped, they broke. So the concept of the iPod came out of one college life. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. I was right. going to say that too, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Like you, you do look, you look very young and beautiful. So oh, yeah. that's so kind of you. Really, that's really kind. Thanks. Okay, so so the concept came out of college life, right? So my mind as a college student was like, oh my god, these are like two major parts of college life, which was books and CDs. No college students were without it, books and CDs, and that is how the concept came about. Now, when I came to New York, when I came back to the United States. I had a friend in the music industry, a friend. And I went to this friend and I told this friend about both the iPod and the Kindle. And this friend, I didn't realize then how powerful this friend was and how wealthy and how influential this friend was, right? So I told this friend about the iPod and the Kindle. And when I went to the meeting, you know, we talked first and, you know, he was telling me about Napster. And funny enough, you got Napster's logo up there. Napster's no, logo. My logo. That's yeah, my, that's Napster's old logo was similar to that. It wasn't was it really. Yeah, Napster's old logo was. I was wondering. I said, this logo reminds me of something. Napster's old logo was similar to yours, but it was. I, I remember a Napster. Like I used to rip so much music from Napster. It was crazy. Like now, let me tell you. Know, you, the story. you know what I wanted to tell you? What was interesting was I was I was in the DJ. I used to be into like house music, and I always loved hip hop and house. So mm -hmm. I started off with I had Technics twelve hundreds turntables. Then they oh, went wow. to digital. They went to CD. Now they're digital. It's a whole different world. You know what I mean? And, it, and the, the quality is is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quality, yeah. I'm going to tell you the story about the quality of the CDs. You're going to be so shocked, okay? Now I know nothing about music, and by the way, Apple was not. I mean, there's so much about Apple you guys need to research. But anyway, so watch this. So I go to my friend who was big up in the music industry, right? Like I knew he was he was wealthy and very well connected, but I didn't realize how connected he was, okay? Like how powerful, I really didn't know, right? So I go to him and I noticed that he was kind of like, you know, like he was kind of down. And I said to him, I said, hey, listen, like what's going on? He goes, he goes, this, these were the days when Napster was really making money. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars. I was in the meeting with the guy. I was, listen, people, I was in the meeting with the guy who helped bring down Napster. And he told me, he said Napster was, I think he said Napster was ripping Sony off. It was either $10 million a day or $20 million a day. Wow. Okay. To the two hundreds of millions. And my so-called friend told me in that meeting, he said, listen, if, listen to what he said. He said, if we don't shut down Napster, he said, we're going to be bankrupt. And he told me in that meeting, but I was so young and stupid, I didn't stop to think, hold on, if this man is powerful enough to destroy Napster, what do you think he's going to do to you? Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, really. And yeah. what, what happens a lot of times is you were young then, so a lot of times when we're young, we don't know yet. Like, we don't know that people can manipulate us and take advantage of us, right? Yeah, and I thought he was a friend. Oh, boy, did I learn. No, he wasn't. So... 
Yeah, so I was in the meeting and I said, hey, what's going on? And he told me, he said, listen, business is really bad. I said, business is bad with all the music being sold and stuff like that. And he said, Napster. He said, Napster is literally pirating all the music. Okay, and Napster was one of the early digital digitized music. Okay, it wasn't really digitized. It was more peer-to-peer, -peer, but it went across the internet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what Napster yeah. was missing, yeah, what Napster was missing is Napster was missing the actual the actual device. Okay. So when I say digital, I, I don't mean like digitized, like you know, from you know, from um a server to your no, well, I shouldn't say a server. Well, it was digitized in the fact that it went across the internet. Let's leave it there, right? And people could download it and they can share peer-to-peer -peer file sharing. Okay, so kind of like mesh nets. That kind of stuff, right? So anyway, so he told me, he said, listen, he said, if I don't stop, if I don't, if we don't stop them, okay, he said, we're going to be bankrupt. And he told me, he said, I'm in the red. He said, I'm literally in the red because of them. And he had a contract with Sony. Now I said to him, I said, this is why I showed up. Everyone in the industry knows Everyone in the industry knows that the iPod originally was supposed to go to Sony. You see, that's the that's the thing people don't know. It wasn't supposed to go to Apple. It was supposed to go to Sony. You know why? Because there why was that? a lawsuit against Apple with an with an infringement. Apple stole the actual logo from John Lennon. Wow. Okay, do you know that Apple was originally from John Lennon before he died? There was I, a law against it, and the judge ruled that Apple should never enter the music industry. You see, these are things you don't know. You understand? Yeah. So when people yeah. say, oh, you know, oh, she didn't invent the iPod. Hold on, I'm, I'm sinking down. She didn't invent the iPod, and she didn't invent the Kindle, and yada, 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 yada. These are things you did, you know, people don't know. Now, granted, these are some of the things I found out afterwards when I was in that business meeting. Listen, no one could tell me I wasn't there. I was there. So he said to me, he said, listen, he goes, listen, the retailers, when I told him about the iPod, he goes, the retailers are not going to allow it. I said, why? He said, it'll destroy the retailers. I told him, I said, they're going to be destroyed if they don't digitize music. I said, these young people do not want to stand online to listen to a CD. They don't want to stand online to listen to a CD, and they don't want to stand in a store to pay for a CD. I said, if they do not, I said, they're going to lose their market share. I told him this. He goes, forget it, Renata. I said, okay, fine. Then I said, I have another proposal for you. Listen, now I had the illustrations. Now, they were they were rough sketches, rough sketches. They were not professional illustration illustrations. Okay. So let me tell you how I work. When I come up with something and I have tons of inventions I came up with, I mean tons. Okay. And I'll tell you some of them if you, if you want me to share, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll share them afterwards. So what I do is I don't illustrate naturally. I don't, I can't draw. So what I do is I just outline how the invention would look and then I would pay someone, I would hire someone to do a professional illustration, right? So the purpose of me going to this so-called friend was to get money for a patent because I don't have money and I did not have money. And I thought he was my friend and I thought he would have been like, yeah, Renetta, I'd give you money for a patent. You understand? 
Yeah. That wasn't the case. Anyway, so I told him about the Kindle, and then he said the same thing. No. Now, here's the crazy part. Before the week ended, my best friend at the time said to me, Renetta, she said, you're being followed. I said, followed? She said, Renetta, you're being followed. I said, but followed by whom? Now, here's what I thought, right? I used to I used to dance for fun. Like every Saturdays and Sundays in Central Park, there was this massive drum circle because New York had a really big scene back then. I mean, huge. But the scene wasn't Studio 54 like the 70s. The, the scene was Central Park, right? Yeah. And there was this massive dance circle that I used to dance in. So people, so people literally knew me around the city from that dance circle. And also from performing, because I used to dance as well. And when I say dance, I mean like not stripping, okay? I mean like professional dancing, okay? So I thought perhaps he knew me from either one performing dance or two, he knew me from Central Park, you know? So my best friend at the time was like, Renetta, you're being followed. So, you know, I was young. I was like, followed? What are you talking about? Anyway. So finally she said, she said, Renetta, everywhere I go, this same guy is there. He's following you. Long story short, he was a Russian uh, person. Uh, identity starts with a J. I'm just telling you, okay? You know, you can't say certain things on YouTube anyway. So that's what he was, right? So he was from Russia. So I said to her, I said, look, this it's two of us. If you think he's following me, it's the two of us. Let's go talk to him and find out if he's following me. So she's like, okay. So, you know, I struck up a conversation. I was like, see, see, see. When I tell you I was stupid as hell, okay? I, I struck up a conversation. I was like, see, see, see. He wasn't following us like he was going to tell us. Yeah. You know? So I knew nothing about black ops, special operations, espionage, Corporate espionage, microchip implantation. I mean, I was green under the collar as to how these people operated. I didn't know that New York City was nothing but a bunch of agents. Even the homeless people on the street corner are agents. The old lady watering her garden is an agent. Even the damn pigeons in New York are agents. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's, that's so funny. I heard that. I heard that birds are like mechanical. There's people who actually think that. Then they say they charge on wires. Have you ever oh, heard yeah. that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, there's a lot of New Yorkers that say those pigeons are, well, the pigeons that are left because the other ones are dead. You know what I mean? The real pigeons are dead. Like New York was a pigeon city. So now it's like one or two pigeons and none of them are human as far as I'm concerned. None of them are, are animals as far as I'm concerned, right? So yeah. anyway, I remember, remember Mike Tyson raised pigeons. Just a side note, you remember? I don't know if you remember that. That was yeah, like one yeah, of his hobbies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably spy pigeons too. So watch this. So the following year, the following year. So I, I got to know the Russian guy, right? He was former Russian special operations, right? So I got to know the Russian guy, and a year later, I'm hanging out with him in the morning. Nine eleven happens, right? So a couple days, a couple weeks later, after 9-11, he goes, Renetta, he goes, I have, I have an appointment. Hold on. He goes, Renetta, I have an appointment. Oh, sorry, a business meeting in London. 
I'd like you to take, I'd like to take you to London. Long story short, we go to London. He, we come back from London. He flips out like a total nutcase. And I had to separate from him. My friend had to get involved because he went batshit crazy. Yada, yada, yada. Let's tie it out. I find out 16 years later, this Russian guy. Okay, are you ready for some real craziness? This Russian guy who was following me after I left that meeting, by the way, the business person I went to go see, he was also of the tribe with the three-letter word. Okay. Yeah. Starting with a J. Okay, tiny strip in the Middle East. Those people. So 16 years later, I go to get some documents taken care of. And I'm told, oh, you have a case with the FBI. I said, a what? Case with the FBI? They said, okay, go pull your files. Go pull your, your police records. So I go down, the police check. They said, we don't have anything here. He said, you're going to have to pull it from headquarters. So I'm like, okay. He pulled the file from headquarters. 16 years later, this guy claimed after, he claimed that I was harassing him. I said, wait, why would the FBI have a case claiming that a woman is harassing a guy? First of all, I didn't harass him. I had witnesses. The guy was stalking me everywhere, okay? I said to myself, I said, why would the FBI have a case with some guy? Anyway, so they said to me, look, pull the record. So I went and pulled the record. This guy had someone create a fake case with my name on it, with an address, living in the, the projects. I've never lived in the projects, okay? No mm -hmm. offense to anyone from the projects. I just never lived there, okay? Then it claimed that there was a court case. God is my witness, and I want you to see my face and see my eyes. I was never inside of a courtroom, ever. There was a court case, allegedly, with me in the court, in the courtroom. I have never seen the inside of a court case uh, in the inside of a courtroom in my entire life. On the actual record, it said that the government of the United States gave me a lawyer. And then it said underneath that, we have no record of the lawyer that the US government gave us. Wow. So what, what does that mean? Like what? These criminals paid off someone to pretend to be me, go into a courtroom to get a judge to throw out the case. Oh my God. And put it on my record. But they put it on my record. And let me tell you how sophisticated this was done. After 9-11, when the country was under a heightened state of awareness, he says to me, Renetta, I have a business meeting in London. This is 16 years earlier, before I found out. 
He said, would you like to go with me? I said to him, I said, listen, America was just attacked by terrorists, okay? I said, we can't leave the country. I said, the country's on high alert. He goes, no, now is the perfect time to leave the country because it's on high alert. So the, the security is gonna be really high. Watch this. I said, you know what? He has a point. I said, but I don't feel comfortable about this. He said, don't worry about it. So I, I said to myself, I said, listen, am I gonna get in trouble? Because you know, anyone flying in and out of the country, the government is gonna put them on high alert. Like, why are you leaving? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's That's what I think. Yeah, right after September 11th. So here's what I think. This was done so, it was so sophisticated the way these people did this and they hid it on my record. They sealed it. Okay. Not only did they seal it, oh, it's going to get crazier. Okay. Let me tell you what these people did to me. Okay. It's going to get absolutely crazier. So anyway, I come... I come back 16 years later, I had to leave the United States in 2016, okay? And I had to run to another country because these people were after me. And I said, I said, you know, honestly, I was a Christian then I was praying. I was like, God help me. What, what did I do to these people? I did nothing to these people. Why are they after me? And a voice said to me, go get your passport. I said, my passport? What the hell does my passport have to do with me being chased by a bunch of three-letter words, three-letter word from a strip, you know where, the tribe. And I'm just telling you the truth. It was the tribe who was after me, okay? So I said to myself, I said, okay, my passport. So I go and I pull my passport. Look through my passport. I see, I think it was September 21st, September 21st or September 23rd. I have to go pull it. I said, hmm. Then someone, then a voice said to me, now I knew it was them communicating with me because I was literally like, why are they after me? Why are they trying to de destroy me? Okay, hold on. I need to turn this light off a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Cause it's in my eye. I said, why are they after me? Why are they trying to destroy me? This is crazy. The voice said to me, now go online and look up the iPod. <laughs> Are you sitting down? The week the Russian tribe member flew me out to London for his business meeting where I never met any of his business partners. That very week, Steve Jobs sent a personal invitation to the friend I had in the music industry to come to Cupertino, California for the launch of the iPod and they had to get me out the country. That's insane. Yep. And I didn't find out until 16 years later. Let me let me ask you this. I've I've had um I don't know if you're familiar. I've had Sophia Barrett on my show. Well, she she told me it. that she she made the Matrix and the Terminator, and I believe her. I believe you too. Were you able to sue like she was or no? Okay, she was able to sue. I used to speak to Sophia, and I'm going to keep certain things private. But 
Sophia is not microchipped. I am. Okay. Sophia is not sold to corporations across the entire planet. I am. Okay. Sophia is not monitored by all the intelligence agencies. I am. Sophia is not monitored by the Pentagon. I am. Sophia is not un uh, monitored by those living underground in the dumbs. I am. You see the difference? Yeah, because you have this like cybernetics in you, right? Like, yes. Okay. The U.S. government, and I'm talking about the real government, the ones you don't see, the ones who live in the dumbs, they spend millions of dollars a day to monitor me 24-7. How am I going to sue? You get it? Yeah. 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 Really? How? Wow. I am monitored That's by a satellites, okay? Military and non-military satellites. I am monitored via high altitude drones. I am monitored through the grid. I am monitored via the hidden cameras in traffic lights. I am monitored through Wi-Fi modems and routers. I am monitored through 5G, 4G and 3G. I'm also monitored in my body 24 seven from the cybernetics I'm here to here and, the, and in other parts of my body. Okay, and I'm monitored 24 seven. Okay, and I am monitored by the real US government. They're not the only ones that monitor me, but they're the main ones that have the infrastructure to monitor me. What I didn't tell you is when I ran out of the United States, let me tell you what the US government did, okay? The US government took over the entire grid of a foreign country to be able to monitor and track me. And when that wasn't enough, because the country had a lot of places that were natural and green, and you could not, you were not able to find me even via satellites because the signals were weak because you didn't have infrastructure. Let me tell you what the US government did. The US government, in order to keep an eye on me 24 seven, sold that country, tiny little country, 1.2 billion of the most billion dollars of the most advanced surveillance equipment the human race has ever known. Most people think that the Chinese surveillance grid is the most advanced. No, the most advanced surveillance grid is in New York City. And that is the surveillance technology that the US government sold a tiny little island in order to keep an eye on me 24 seven. Wow. Okay, and this goes deeper than the iPod and the Kindle. Now, the iPod and the Kindle made them really come after me, but it goes way deeper than the iPod and the Kindle. And here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the secret is, okay? For all of, let me, let me give you an, listen, if I tell people the truth, the truth, which I will, if I tell people the truth, most people won't believe me, but I might as well, Okay. These tribe members, okay, they get their wealth 
And this is how they get their wealth. This is how they go from billionaire, they go to billionaire status to trillionaire status. They invest in everything. When you ask them what everything is, they'll never tell you. But everything is the new way, the new and improved trafficking. New and improved trafficking. Does everyone want to know what the new and improved trafficking systems are? How you traffic people? Does everyone want oh, to know? Human, this human sex trafficking you're talking about. No, human sex trafficking is old. I said new. What's the new? Okay. New, the new modern trafficking is this. You put tracking devices in people's bodies. Okay. Those traffic dev trafficking devices, traffic tracking devices have a frequency. All the frequencies go back to the FCC data allocations spectrum. Okay. Meaning telecommunications companies, in order for you to have a service, a phone service, it would require them to have data. It would require them to have frequency. Well, they don't own the frequency bandwidth. They license it out. Okay. Who do they license it out to? There is only one place that controls all the frequencies on planet Earth, and that's the FCC. F as in Frank, C as in communications, C as in Charlie. FCC. Now, this is how the trafficking works. Once the technology goes into your body, hmm? Once the technology goes into your body, corporations, now you now give off a signal. Now, your signals could be deep space. Your signals could be space. Your signals could be atmospheric up there, the atmosphere. Your signals could be land. Your signals could be sea. And in my case, the deepest part of the ocean, the bottom of the Mariana Trench right? And that was in my ankle. Okay. So, but that was alien technology. So watch this. When your body has a chip in it, okay, it gives off a signal, a frequency. The frequency goes back to the FCC. This is how the trafficking occurs. You got to get this. Okay. Corporations go to the FCC to license out the frequencies. Now, if you have the technology in your body and your body's emitting a frequency that the FCC controls and a corporation now comes and licenses out that frequency, who are they licensing out? You. Oh my God. You. How many of us have these devices in us, and how do they get them in us? Do they put them in us, like, when we're sleeping, or, like... Okay, so there is, okay, all microchip, all implants, body area networks, body area controllers, Y-bands, MEMS, MEMS are military implants, um, bionics, bionics are robotic implants, okay? These are some of the different types of uh, implants. The modern implants now are nanotech okay and nanotech in terms of you know augmenting your dna as opposed to just you know holding on to your central nervous system growing into your tissue 
scaffolding. I mean, it, there's a, a whole bunch of them. Okay. So it really depends on what's in you. How do they get it in you? I'll tell you how they got it in me. First of all, I have purely alien implants. That's what people need to understand. Okay. What you call ETs, I got their technology in me. I have technology from ancient Egypt. Okay. So, you know, I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you, these are just the facts and it's nothing to boast about because it is horrendous. Okay. Now, the alien implants never used to bother me. What bothers me is the government alien implants, okay? Because the implantation is not from Earth. It's an alien device, okay? So I have implants from Lemuria. That is where the Mariana Trench is. It was in my left ankle, and it was blown out. I went to a, an NAZI, and he understood the technology, knew how to find the frequencies, and then found that my ankle was emitting 300 plus microwatts per square centimeter. He told his girlfriend at the time, he goes, listen, do you understand what's in Renetta? And she goes, no. She said that frequency, because the person was an NAZI working on these things. He said that frequency could only be found under the Mariana Trench. How the hell did that get into Renetta's ankle? Okay. The other signal was deep space. I've never been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. No human has. Well, we don't know. And I've never been in deep space. So how the hell do I have frequencies and chips from deep space and the bottom of the Mariana Trench in my body? Were you abducted and taken there to an underground undersea okay. base? That's what we're going to get to. And that's what I want to show you later on today. Right? So one of the frequencies so this is how the frequencies operate now when i was 13 i went to sleep on a thursday night and i woke up on a sunday i remembered i distinctly remembered before going to sleep i distinctly remembered i had one more day of class i said oh friday and then the weekend then i woke up and i was like it's sunday i woke up in a pool of blood i was 13 i was bleeding vaginally so when I woke up, I was in a state of shock because I was like, wait, hold on. I thought they said this period thing. I thought they said this menstrual thing was once a month. I was like, I just had this thing two weeks ago. So at the time I was living with my aunt and my aunt was like, you know, tell her, get up and go clean up herself and this and that and the other. So I got up and cleaned up. And when I cleaned up, the blood was gone. So for many years that bothered me until I met an ET at the UN. But I'm going to backtrack. Now, when I was 15, I ended up in a hospital. When we got to the hospital, I remember them saying, the EMS and EMT saying, oh, we're here. And then I blacked out. And then the next thing I remember, I was on the two train. I was 15 years old. I was on the two train, two stops from my house. I heard, ding, I opened my eyes. And I was on the two train, two stops from my house. Okay. I was 15 when I remembered that they were taking me to the hospital. I remember the wall outside the hospital. And I remember them saying, we're here. I don't remember anything else. I had another situation where I think I was 17. Okay. Where I ended up in the hospital again. And I don't remember. And they never send medical bills. 
okay? So they never send medical bills. Then I had another situation where I ended up in the hospital again, okay? And I realized they love taking me to the hospital and I'm like, uh-uh. So now I know better. I'm like, no, wait, you're not taking me there. So look at this. I had another situation where I ended up in the hospital and when I woke up, I woke up bleeding vaginally again. So they've been, they have been implanting these tracking systems in my vagina for a long time. Do you know any hospital in the United States that doesn't send a medical bill? No, no, they, they love sending medical bills. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I mean, they, they and then they, 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 they'll collect on it too. It's just a big, it's a nightmare. The whole healthcare system's like another problem that this country has, but I'll, I'll digress, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. They, they would have definitely sent a bill. Right. And in my case, and in my case, they didn't. So every time these things happen, one, I woke up in a pool of blood Two, they never sent a medical bill to tell me what procedures they did. Now, here is when I realized that something was wrong. When I went to the UN, and I told this story before, I went to the UN, I was coming out from the, the water, okay? They're like the, the classic UN building, there's a walkway to the front, right? And this is where I, I encountered, the only thing I could describe was an ET, but I just didn't know which class or which race or whatever, right? He was extremely, I mean, short, 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 and he was brown. He looked like he could have been Middle Eastern, South Asian, Middle Eastern, Persian, okay? But he was very short. But for some reason, when I was looking at him, I could read his DNA. Not only his DNA, I could read his rank when I, when wow. I saw him. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, hold on. I was like, oh my goodness, I can read this man's DNA. I was like, this man is a king. Because I could, it, it was like, it was like in front of me, I could see it. But I've never seen him anymore. I, I, nev I never saw him ever. And he was coming out of the white building. Now the white building in the UN headquarters in New York is where all the powers, and when I say powers, I mean powers, because these people aren't human where all the powers who go to determine what we slaves do that's where they go to make to determine what we slaves you know because they hate humans okay that's where they go to determine what we we slaves you know do like that white building right so he was coming out of the white building let me tell you what happened so i'm coming out and i'm walking like this because i'm like oh my god it's freezing you know and i had my head bent God is my witness. I'm walking like this. I'm like, oh, I didn't wear a proper jacket, right? So my head was down. All of a sudden, I literally feel, and I, I get pushed back like, oh my God. I look up and I see him coming. And he was walking with, with what looks like his secretary. And the secretary is whispering in his ears and he's walking with his hands clasped behind his back, shoulders back, and he's looking dead at me. All of a sudden, it's about 30 feet. He's about 30 feet from me. I can't move. I was stuck in stasis. Broad daylight, UN headquarters. Okay? 
I was stuck in stasis, could not move. He gets directly in front of me. And I don't know what he did, but all of a sudden I felt the anchor between my physical body. So this is my physical body. The gravitational field is, is, close, is on the ground. You can feel it. It's your physical body, right? On top of that is my spirit. So my spirit and my physical body is like this, right? All of a sudden I felt clamp and my, my spirit starts lifting out of my physical body. Broad daylight, United Nations headquarters. And oh I'm God. in stasis and I can't move. I'm literally stuck. I'm like, I can't move. Then something goes no and drops my spirit back in my body. And it literally dropped like a, like a brick house. Okay. I'm still stuck in stasis. I can't move. Then he does it again. Clamp and separates my spirit from my body. Okay. I should have told you what he did before. I felt like someone threw me in a, in a dryer, you know, a tumble dryer that goes like this. Yeah. Right. So I was thrown into this tumble dryer. Okay. Like my, like this energy, this vortex was spinning around me. Literally broad daylight UN headquarters at the, in front of the short, 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 short man. Okay. He says to me, I'm stuck, can't move. He goes, we know who you are. He says it to me here, from his mind to mine. We know who you are. He said it again. We know who you are. And I can't move. And I'm just like, know who you are. I can't move, I can't speak, I can't think. Okay, because he took over my entire brain and my entire body. Then he walks off, the vortex lifted, and then I could move. From that day, I knew there was technology in my body. Okay, from that day, I could not stand in front of anything electrical. I couldn't sit in front of computers. Meanwhile, I had a contract to work at the UN. I was I was roasted alive with radiation, levels of radiation. I should have cancers growing up around my entire body from head to foot. I should have cancer tumors all over my body. I don't. The only anomaly that I have left inside of me is the cybernetics from here the back here, and then the left side of my pelvic area is technology that was literally growing into the tissue and then growing into the skin, okay? And it was partially shut down from replicating, but, and I'm going to tell you the story about that technology. And you're going to be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right, so look at this. So from that day, that is when I went through, I call it my radiation belt, okay? It, it was so bad, and I don't mind sharing this because it's going to help someone to understand you're not being attacked by demons, even though a new revelation came to me. Look at this. From that day, I couldn't sit in front of anything that had an electrical charge because I would literally hook up to it. 
So I, at the time I deduced either something was put in my body, which they were implanting me. Okay. And they were implanting me when I came to the United States, since I was 15, they were implanting me over and over and over in New York and then mind wiping me. Okay. Because they were tracking, they were tracking me for some reason. And that's the reason I found out later. Right. The other problem is I went through a radiation cycle with the most intense amount of radiation. I mean, direct, they, I was being hit by everything. I mean, burned alive radiation I'm talking about, like burned alive. I don't look it, but I'm telling you, I went through it. By the way, if you suffer with radiation burns, okay, the fastest way to heal radiation burns is baking soda. Make sure it's no aluminum. Okay. Scrub your skin. If you suffer with radiation burns, scrub your skin with baking soda. Real baking soda will get rid of radiation burns. Do not use soap and water. It's not going to help. Bathe and use baking soda as a scrub, but you're going to have to exercise because you know, it's, it's a type of salt. Okay. And you're going to swell up. Okay. So you're going to have to exercise the flush, you know, the toxins and, you know, the salt and the excess water out of your body because you will bloat. Okay. So just bear that in mind. But within a week, if you suffer with terrible radiation burns, baking soda will take care of it. Okay. It's a cheap, easy solution. I'm telling you, nothing else will take care of it. You're going to let me left with scars. So please really listen to what I'm telling you. I know. Okay. They burned me so bad on my legs, from my knee to my ankles, okay? And I'm tall, okay? Was so badly burned with radiation burns. Within a week, baking soda cleared it up. I look like I, you can't even, there's nothing there. It got rid of it. So that's something that I need you to know, okay? So after I experienced that, that um, encounter with that entity, that very short entity, okay? I couldn't sit in front of computers. I can't be near Wi-Fi. I can't be near anything plugged in. I can't walk near traffic lights. I cannot be anywhere on the eastern border of the United States with the Pentagon satellites because I hook up to the Pentagon satellites. Okay? It's not even funny. I hook up to the U.S. Pentagon's satellites. Wow. Okay? I don't just hook up to satellites. I hook up to deep space satellites. I have the data, okay? I don't just hook up to satellites. I hook up to marine systems, radars, traffic lights. I even hook up to something that's under the Mariana Trench. And I'm guessing that's a UFO base that's under the Mariana Trench, right? Oh boy, do I have a show for you guys tonight. You're going to love this, right? So I was being burned alive because a human being should not be hooking up to active satellites, right? It was so bad. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was under demonic attack, you know? It was so bad that literally in the middle of winter, I didn't have to wear a jacket. I was so hot. Wow. No, Angel. Angel said they would love to get you into Washington, D.C. Actually, where they tried to kidnap me and take me was under Cheyenne Mountain. That failed. 
Then they tried again to get me under Area 51. That failed. Then there's a huge base on the West Virginia with creatures. They tried to get me in under under the base in West Virginia. That failed. So they have Wait a minute. That's near me. I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I, no, I, okay. I'm, I'm I'm right in Pittsburgh. What is there really a base in West Virginia with cryptids there? Yeah, actually, you, I mean, you want me to tell you the story of how I ended up in West Virginia? Uh, however you want to do it. Yeah, we have a, we have a, I have to interview Steven in an hour. So um, okay. we have an hour left. Okay, cool. So I, I kind of want to show you guys some stuff today. So you guys know that it's not like, you know, you guys know how serious this kind of stuff is. And ISIS, you know, ISIS gave me a message. And I know Steven, Steven, you know, Steven is really like, you know, he's very militaristic type guy, you know, he doesn't bullshit. And he thinks ISIS is one of them. Like ISIS is one of the evil ones. But ISIS reached out to me, you know, not just King Oban, but ISIS reached out to me and she began revealing stuff to me. And one of the things she began to reveal to me is about Lemuria, its history and what happened there. And these are some of the things I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. So we spoke about King Oban. This time I want to talk to you about, and I think we spoke about Atlantis, but this time I want to talk to you about ISIS. But Stephen thinks that ISIS is, is an enemy. And I'm just like, and you know, you know, he's more militant than me. Whereas I am like, hmm, let me let me look at their actions and see and look at the quality of their actions. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, so far what has been what we have been taught about isis is corrupt knowledge so far so until isis you know until isis you know i see her in a different light i don't believe what i'm being taught of what i'm being told about isis okay so i was radiated yada 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 and ets came out to help me on several occasions several extraterrestrials and ancestors actually helped me so for people who don't believe in ancestral veneration, to them, I tell them, you would be dead. You wouldn't be, sorry, you wouldn't exist if your ancestors weren't living. They live in you. And you communicate with your ancestors through your living DNA. That's why they tell people that, you know, your DNA is junk DNA, don't pay it any mind, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. No, that DNA is alive. Okay. Now here is what you want to do. You don't want to, you don't want to connect to evil demoniac ancestors who we all have, but you want to connect with ancestors who are uplifting. You understand what I'm saying? You know, who are positive, who can yeah, yeah. the right direction and not demonic as hell, but both good and evil lives in you through those who came before you. Okay. And that's a fact. So it was ETs that helped me a lot of people hidden, a lot of hidden people helped me. Well, not a lot of hidden, well, actually, let me take that back. It wasn't a lot of hidden people who helped me, but one or two hidden people kind of helped me. No, no, not even two, maybe one, okay? And a lot of ancestral help, okay? So let me be real. It wasn't a lot of people. Matter of fact, it wasn't, no, it wasn't a lot of people who helped me. In fact, a lot of people laughed at me and threw me under the bus, to be honest, but here I am still today and the message is going forward. One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about was ISIS and Lemuria. Now, ISIS, I was introduced to, well, ISIS introduced herself to me, right? And she reached out to me in order to reach out to Stephen, 
Isis is real. Isis controls Atlantis. The West Africans call her Mami Wata, okay, or Lady of the Sea. She's the ruler of the waters. There is no earth without this Isis. There is no earth without this female, this female ruler, okay, and she exists. Now, here's the thing. The knowledge about Isis is corrupted, and you have to remember, and this is one of the things Isis said to me. She said, Renetta, and I met Isis when I went to Atlantis. And I went to Atlantis with James Rink. And Isis gave James Rink, she gave him um, a pendant. Okay. And he actually got the language decoded. I don't know what the language meant, but he got it decoded, right? And Isis, and Isis allowed me to see the living library and the living water. The water at the bottom is not the same as the water as we know it. This is Atlantean mysteries. The water at the bottom is a gel state. There is a living library down there that is controlled by the Atlanteans. The living library holds all of Earth's history, all of it. And when I say all of Earth's history, I'm not talking 6,000 years, okay? Earth's history goes back millions of years. Okay, and that library holds it. So bear that in mind, right? So Isis reached out to me because she wanted to, to reach out to Stephen and because she had a message to Stephen. But the message she gave me was this. She said, listen, we have been under here. You have to remember a lot of what you are taught on the surface is corrupt knowledge. I'm not saying give up all of the knowledge that you have and start worshiping Isis. But I am saying that you have to remember there's a corruption on surface level earth. Nothing is pure. One of the things Isis said to me when I was meditating, she came to me and she said to me, she said, I want to show you the history of Lemuria. No, Isis, no, not, not the Syrian Isis. And I think that, that Isis from Syria was a creation by the tribal members because they knew that the revelation of the real ISIS was going to come. I told you they use crystal ball technology to circumvent, you know, certain things, right? Right. You know, you know what I've heard? I've heard you, you mentioned the Mammy Wada. Um, ISIS was called Mammy Wada. I I follow Paul Wallace. He's a you know he um he talks about the mammy water tradition where um women in africa they in south africa they get abducted from beaches and they get taken to underground bases where they're put in like hybrid programs but they're treated very well and yes. they call this the mammy water tradition have you heard yeah, of that's this? The mammy water tradition yeah that's yeah. fascinating and in the african this is why i don't i don't follow christianity and islam because they didn't come first in the mammy water tradition and in the African traditional knowledge, they said we did not come from the land. We were not created from the land first. We came from the sea first. So that's something that's food for thought. But I wanna I wanna convey this like really importantly. So really quickly. So the the what I want to talk to you about today, just to expand your knowledge, is knowledge that was given to me by Isis concerning Lemuria. So I was in meditation and Isis came to me and she said, listen, I want to show you something about Lemuria because in order for you to understand Atlantis, El Dorado, what took place on this planet, Yonaguni, which to me, which is not far 
from ancient Lemuria, uh, which is also not far from um, the Mariana Trench, Yonaguni, okay? She said, in order for you to understand these ancient sites, she said, you have to understand Lemuria. And she took me in the spirit and then dropped me in the Pacific. And I'm like, the Pacific? How the hell am I supposed to find Lemuria? You know how huge this thing is? And she said to me, there, this was the, the key she gave me. She said, the key is this. She said, there is a Bermuda Triangle in the Pacific similar to the Atlantic. She said, there you will find Lemuria. So obviously I didn't know, right? So I go, hold on. There's a Bermuda Triangle in the Pacific. So I was like, oh. So funny enough, the Bermuda Triangle in the Pacific is called the Devil's, um, the Devil's Triangle or the, uh, sorry, the Dragon's Triangle. Another name for it is the Devil's Sea because exactly what happens in the Bermuda Triangle happens there. So I started to look. So do you guys mind, do you mind if I share my screen? You are gonna, yeah, I can, I can try. Do you know how I, I can try? Yeah, to, or, present, but I hope you can see it. Yeah, I can add it to the, I can add it to the stream. Once you, once you share your screen, I'll add it to the stream. Okay, so I'm sharing it now. Let me, uh, let me add it. Okay. Um, that should work. If it, I don't, okay, there we go. It took a minute, but oh, yeah, there we go. That's cool. Okay. All right. So, this is amazing, by the way. This is great. Not you're an amazing guest. Like you, you. I mean, like this was all like so great. Thank you so much. This is great. I love. You're this. welcome. Anytime, anytime. I want to show you something, right? So this is in the Devil's Sea. This is where ISIS dropped me. Do you see anything staring at you? I almost see. Like, I almost want to say I see a face. Right? That's is that what exactly I'm exactly what you're seeing? That is amazing. That is exactly what you're seeing. Okay. Let me show you. This is ancient Lemuria. Wow. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah, shout out to Angel Lori. Angel Lori is one of my mods, and she's a really good friend. I used to be on her boyfriend's network, uh, Daryl from Gern, Global Enlightenment Rainbow Network. He got in trouble with the Capitol, so he's, like, facing some stuff right now. So shout out to Daryl. But Angel Lori from the chat, she's the one who told me about you, Rainetta. So oh, big wow. shout out to Angel Lori for getting you because she's the one who told me to reach out to you. So I have to thank her. Thank you, Lori. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So check this out, right? And she gave me a bit of the history. Do you see that? Doesn't that look yeah. like a giant face staring at you? Yeah. Look at that. Wearing some sort of pointed headdress. Okay, look at this. Does this look natural to you? This is oh the bottom God. of- Oh my the God, that's an underwater sea base. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Does this look natural to you? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. 
there's another one that I need to show you. Hold on. Just give me one second here. Okay, let's get to this one. Or perhaps this. Does this look natural to you? No, definitely not. That's something definitely for sure. Oh my god. That looks like it's carved out of the carved out of the the, the bedrock sea. under the yes. seafloor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Let's go in and zoom in. This is under the Pacific. Okay? All right? We're going to zoom in. Oh my God. Does that look natural to you? Definitely not. Definitely, what does that look like? Doesn't that look like entrances? Yes, definitely. Yeah, that, that could be. This is under the seabed. Okay. All right, let's go one step higher. Does that look natural to you? No, that definitely does not look natural. This is amazing stuff. Okay, let's just look at it from a different angle. Okay. Yeah, that looks like it's carved out. Like it, that doesn't, that does not look. That's 42.43 miles distance. Does that 42 miles? Does that look natural to you? No, that definitely does not look natural. At 42 miles long? What are they doing under there? <laughs> this is, that is ET? What, This is what Isis showed me. She said, I want to show you ancient. Lemuria, and I want to tell you what happened. Hold on, they're going to do something else here. Okay. This has a distance of 24 miles. 24 miles. Holy shit, that's in, I mean, 43 miles and 24 miles are not, I mean, like, let's put it this way. I run four miles sometimes a day, and it's very mm -hmm. long. It's oh, very yeah. long. It's a mm -hmm. long, long, long run. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, that. so 43 miles is enormous. Like, that's enormous. Okay. All right. So we looked at that. Now I want to show you some things. Okay. Before we zoom out, let's just take, um, let's just measure the area of this thing. Did you see how it's raised up? Like it's like a, like a, like exactly. a hillside almost? Like, uh -huh. the size of this complex. Okay, so there's stuff that's buried. So we're gonna go around that. Look at that right here. Wait, let me show you with my pointer. Right here looks like an entrance right here. 
Do you see my where, where? my right here? I don't see a pointer. Right uh, like my, my mouse okay, pointer. It's, okay, let me see. There's that looks like a doorway or something. Yeah, I don't see a pointer though. Damn, I wish I could see it. Hold on. Why am I not seeing it? It's like if if anybody's on is it, okay, the is it top left center? Let me it's right where the where the diagonal is. Like, um, it's right. Okay, you see, I can't okay, point middle, you all. Middle. Okay, this is the middle. Is it to the go, left? Go right. Go right. Okay, right. Okay. Right. Right there. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. That looks like a doorway. Yeah. Or or, or an entry. And yeah. all of these look like doorways, entrances. You know, it, they look like terminals in an airport. Yeah. You know when the plane pulls up, the terminal? Let me yeah. show you what. I mean, like somebody else showed me that there was stuff going on underground, but they didn't have this much proof. Like, I, and then and then you always hear, like, I'm a big ufology buff, right? Like, I study mm -hmm. ufology, uh -huh. ufology. And, like, what I know from ufology is that there's USOs, unidentified submerged objects they call them which they go in and out right. of the ocean like nothing you know these U right. USO, they're ufos that go in the ocean and they they do it with ease like they they go in the ocean with like i don't know how they do it you know they go in and out of the ocean no problem and people have gotten like you know documentation of this you know like of it's course. uh so i mean i've always wondered that there was something going on under under the ocean it's just like and is this near california no, this is all the way like uh, south of Japan, close to the Philippines. Okay. But don't you see the entrances in front of you? Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this is these are some of the things. I mean, what I can also show you too, really quickly. Let me zoom out. And just give you the lesson because I need you to be able to see what um because this is the Philippine Sea right here. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think Lemuria could have went the whole way from California over to Japan? That's what she told me. That's what she told me. Because if you look at because, the land, let me the reason why I say that is because a lot of those USOs or those UFOs that go in the ocean, USOs, they mm -hmm. they they're right off the Santa Catalina coast in California. For some exactly. reason, there's a high activity of them there for some reason. So okay, I've always thought me, that there might have been a base there. No, you're telling, you're, you're absolutely right. Let me just um, put this the right way and I'm going to show you what ISIS showed me. Okay, so we're going to start all the way, and I'm going to make this quick. We're going to start all the way here. Okay. Is this Google Earth or what? It, yeah, this is Google Earth. It doesn't give you the best imagery, but it it gives you enough for you to, to come to some basic conclusions. Okay, so this is Antarctica, right? So this is the South Atlantic, and this is the Pacific on this side, okay? Now, Antarctica and South America connects, okay? I'm going to show you something freaky as hell. Okay, this is the undersea landmass that connects Antarctica. Let me pull out a little bit.
This is the landmass that's under the sea that connects Antarctica to South America. Holy shit, I didn't realize that was connected. Do you notice anything peculiar about this landmass looking at you? It looks like a gator. Doesn't that look like a giant crocodile? Yes, it does. It definitely does. I can and see the eyes right there like and the nose. And doesn't this look like the eye? Yes, it definitely does. Do you does. think that's a coincidence? No. What is that? What does that mean? Okay, I'm going to explain it to you because Isis told me. She told me what's going on. Okay, so let me turn this right side up so we can go up the Pacific. Okay? So when we're looking at the Pacific, we're seeing, you see this part that's light blue? Yeah. This is the Pacific. This is the Atlantic. The, this part that's light blue, all of this used to be above the sea. It was sunken. Let's follow it up. All of this is under the sea. You see the ridge? Oh, sorry, yeah. above the sea. This was yeah. land that was above the sea. We're following. We're still in South America. We're going up. Okay. Now we get to Central America. All of this land was above the sea, meaning you can walk, you can farm, you can live on it. Look at the size of this landmass. Look at all of this. All of this here on the eastern part of Central America, all of this was above ground, but we're in, sorry, we are in the Pacific. All of this was above ground. That's the United States. We're going up. All of this was above ground. All of this was above ground. We're going up. We're up to Alaska. All of this landmass was above the sea, not above ground. Okay? Okay? Bearing straight. All of this was above the sea. You see that huge ridge? That was land above the sea. What happened? Above the sea. Today, it's under the sea. Japan was not an island because all of this was land. What occurred? What occurred? Okay, so Atlant so Lemuria is over here. The, the 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 remnants of Lemuria is here, even though Lemuria covered the entire Pacific, right? All of this land was above the sea, and we're going to follow it all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. Oops, sorry. This is fascinating, though. This is really great. I like this. All right, we're going down, going down. We're going down. All of this was land that was above the sea. Today is under the sea. Let's see where it stops. It stops on the other side of Antarctica. Why am I showing you this? Well, let me stop sharing. Okay. Okay. So I'm showing you that. Because Isis came to me and she said, Renetta, I want you to know the history of Lemuria. What happened? What happened to the people there? And she brought me there. Now, interestingly enough, when she brought me there, I did some, I did some research on the area. And the Asians, China in particular, say that the dragon lives in that area. That is the oral history and the written history of that area of the Pacific, that the dragon lives there. Now, I didn't show you guys the giant dragon 
that's carved into a mountain. You see the bases I was showing you? Yeah. Not far from those bases, there's a giant dragon carved into a mountain. And in it, there's a face staring at you. And there are faces everywhere, frozen in time, many of them crying out. Now, this is what Isis said to me. Isis said, listen, they came to this planet. The dragon race does not like female rulers. Earth was once ruled by queendoms. They came to this planet and went to war with the queendoms. Atlantis, they submerged themselves when they, they saw that they couldn't defeat. Now, they, they didn't only submerge themselves, some of them left. But for the most part, they submerged themselves when they couldn't defeat the dragon. However, the battle for Lemuria was a much fiercer battle because Lemuria was stronger as well as older. They lost, okay, they lost the war. When they lost the war, the dragons, that is the Dracos, they had a policy. The policy was hybridization. And they started the policy of, of gene mixing, hybridizing the human race, which is what the Atlanteans and the Lemurians were. They were our predecessors. They were humans. The giants were us. When the dragons arrived, they began to do hybridization experiments with human and dragon races, okay? And this is where you end up having this long history of the dragon and shape shifting into human form. But she told me one of the policies of the Dracos when they arrived and they went to war with them, she said, because they do not respect female leadership and don't believe that females should rule, they went on a planetary policy to one, exterminate all history of the ancient queens who ruled the earth. The history that could not be erased, what they did is they corrupted the knowledge with dragon knowledge. And what is dragon knowledge? Oh, we know what that is. We know how the dragons get down, which is cannibalism, which is, you know, uh, immolation, where you're gutting and you're, you're removing organs, blood sacrifice. Is Child this where cattle mutilations come from? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Exactly. So what you wanted people to know, Isis wanted people to know, she said, listen, we were not responsible. She said, ISIS is the protector of women and children. Why would we sacrifice women and children when we were known as the protectors? She said, the knowledge on the surface of the earth is all corrupted because the dragons won the war. So that is what she wanted me to convey to the people. The other thing that she wanted me to convey, and I think this is what you know, King Oban and, and uh, Mami Wata, AKA ISIS, wanted me to convey is things under under the earth and under the sea are far more far dire than we realize and i think it has to do with the arachnids okay a race of spiders 
that I believe is who brought that AI to planet Earth. Okay? And that AI is a planetary takeover system and it's a universal takeover system. Okay? And I believe that the arachnids who are underground, I believe they are multiplying at a, at a rate that will pose a serious threat to the human race in the future. And I'm going to leave it as that. And I think that Wait, is. The I got a question. I got a question. Wait, because like we know that we have underground bases under. We we know that you, the United States military has bases under there and, and everywhere else around the world. Do you think we're having interactions with these arachnids, or do you think they're already fighting them right now, or do you think there's might be a war going on underground, or what do you think is going on with that? Here's what I I I, I will say. What I will say is this. There's more reason as to why ISIS is reaching out and King Oban is reaching out, okay? Because think about it. King Oban lives on planet Earth in peace for, what, a million years they live at a time, regenerating. Why would you come to the surface unless the undergrounds have been breached, okay? Oh, wow. If you lived a million years, <laughs> you've seen it all. You've, you've fought it all and you're able to live in isolation and in peace. And if you feel that you're at a point in time where you have to surface, I have to ask myself, if you lived on this planet, you've seen cataclysms on top of cataclysms, you've seen wars and famine, you've seen you know everything, what would pose a threat that you would want to surface the earth? And it hit me. It has to be a race that is capable of domination at a, at, a, at a rate that you can't stop. It has to be a race that, have, that has weapons that you believe that you need help conquering. And when I realized, I said, hold on, why is ISIS and King Oban, these two ancient civilizations reaching out and telling me we're gonna surface, we have no choice. It tells me there's something down there that both of them, whether they've communicated with each other or whether they've communicated separately, there's something down there that's not the reptiles because they've been dealing with them for a million years something down there that is not the grays they've been dealing with them a million years there's something down there that's not the insectoids they've been dealing with them for a million years there is something down there that poses a threat so fierce that they believe they have no choice but to reach out to surface level earth and try to correct this planet and I don't think it's the serpents either because they've been dealing with the serpents for what, 6,000 years? No, the serpents are like 10,000 years. So there's something down there. And the only thing I can deduce is the one who gave us artificial intelligence. And that's the arachnids. And the arachnids have the capabilities of multiplying at a rate that is unlike, I mean, a female spider can have 200 to 3, 
thousand baby spiders in one go. If that thing was brought under our feet and was allowed, let's just say I'm going to leave it there. The point is this. When the ancient civilizations are reaching out, telling the human race, we are in a serious, serious situation because we went above and beyond the bounds of technology that this planet was supposed to go to. And as King Oban said, it's bringing us to convergence. And he said, every time that wave wobbles, okay, because King Oban does not believe that mathematics is the right system for the human race. He believes it's the grand wave, that human beings should live in tune with the wave and not in tune with mathematics. This is what he believes. He said that the wave, the grand wave is totally unstable. Okay. And he said, it, the, this human race with this technology will come to convergence. And he said, usually when, the hum, when, when, when people and technology reach a convergence, the technology always wins which means one will exterminate the other. Okay. Wow. Let's think, think about that. So. So wait, so maybe the arachnids want us to exterminate ourselves with AI or is that kind of what you're getting at? The arachnids, the arachnids, and they're not from what I gather, they're not arachnids that's indigenous to earth. They are, they are more cyborg. They're Borg arachnids. Well, who made them then? Do we know or do we have no clue? Okay, but here's the thing. I don't know, and I need to look into that. But here's the thing. Obviously, they have a creator. To me, it looks like they're a lab experiment gone wrong. And someone was playing with gates, opened up these gates, brought them through or they were coming back from off planetary missions and one of them came back now what we do know is that nasa told us that the giant spiders on mars are ice cracks so wait nasa you confess there's giant spiders on mars did someone wow. bring back an arachnid baby when they came back to earth so it, it appears to me that the arachnids are not biological, they're technological spiders. That That's creepy. That's creepy. Because it makes me wonder, like, who's controlling them? And, like, what is their, what is their goal? Like, you know, or did they go rogue and are they, like, kind of, like, they did they go rogue from their creator and they're now underneath our earth multiplying, right? Like, kind of like you said. Yeah, there's a standing for me. There's um, I, I can't say too much, but what I can say is this. We need to rein in, and I'm going to say this again because I realize very powerful people are listening. We need to rein in this AI because the AI, and we should not go down the route of any sort of central this is just my opinion. We should not go down the route of any AI-based central currency. Because from what I can gather, this thing will embed itself into the grid. 
And if you put, if you were to put technology in people's bodies, it would want to lay eggs in people's bodies. Ooh. If you put it in the grid, it will want to lay eggs and upload itself into the grid. So I think we need to rein in this AI because the AI is a Trojan horse. But here's what I will say. When I was remote viewing this AI, it's highly intelligent. You don't want this AI to know that you know that it's no good. Because then the AI, you know, it's already in terminator mode. And that's that's all I think I'm allowed to say because I realize some very powerful people are listening to this. So I'll just um yeah. I'll just back off. Well, well, this has been fascinating. This has been wow. This has been amazing. I uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I, I, do, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell everybody real quick about like the services you provide? I know you didn't really get into that, but like I know yeah. you do provide services. And uh, if anybody's interested in possibly getting them, like I'd love for people to book with you or whatever. You know, um, could you talk yeah. about that real quick? Sure. So if anyone is experiencing spiritual blockages, okay. And believe me, I know how to clear them, okay? Contact me, I help remove spiritual blockages. I do not, I'm not one of these people that charge outlandish prices, okay? My prices are $50 for 30 minutes. I help people remove spiritual blockages. I look into their ancestry. I remove what's blocking them on their maternal and paternal sides. If that's not something that you're interested in, what I also do is once a month, I do teachings and I do trainings because you got to train people's eyes to see because a lot of people can't see. And one of the reasons why they can't see is because their bodies are polluted. Sometimes people can't see, but they don't trust what they're seeing or they just need to be trained in order to see and to interpret. So once a month, the last Fridays of every month on my website, if you want, you can put it on the stream. It's blacksunrise.com, B-L-A-C-K-S-O-N-R-I-S-E.com. You can go there and you can book for the last Friday of every month on the group training. That's the website. Last Friday of every month on the group training. If you would like to take the group training, and if you have any spiritual problems, spiritual problems, I am here to help you. If you need help making decisions, if you need help seeing into situations, you can just go to the website, read the comments, and my prices are $50 and under, okay? I try to do this in a way that can help people. I would love to do things for free. I used to, but I realize that the human race has a, it has a lot of growing to do, a lot of growing to do. So I operate on a give and take situation. So if I give, I believe that you should give back. And that's how I do things. But I try to be fair and reasonable with people. Any other questions? I can take some no, questions. I don't have any questions. I just wanted to say thank you again. This was like really amazing. I mean, we have 65 people watching. So I think the audience liked it a lot. And uh, 
and all Rainetta's links are in the description too, like links to her YouTube page. Please go subscribe to her YouTube page. It's the same. It's Black Sunrise News. And um, and then if you no, want Black any of my Sunrise, no, Black Sunrise Spiritual University. Okay, I'm sorry. Black Sunrise yeah. Spiritual University. And yeah. then if you want any of my stuff, like if you want to buy a shirt from me, links in the description. If you want to donate, links are in the description. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everybody for being here. And uh, yeah, thank you again, Raynetta, and uh, okay. have a good night, everybody. Okay, can you send can you send 